Hey, Jerry, we're live for the third time today. Third time. <laughs> they See, say third, third time's th a charm, right? Third time's a charm, so go. let's make this work. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. The first time we went live just a little while ago, and you guys don't need to hear all this, I'm sure, but it's just as we grow with podcasting and, and, and our show, it's fun, I think, to give you an insight on what kind of goes on behind the scenes. Um, we were sitting here having a great podcast. We were 15 minutes in, and all of a sudden, Steve decides to click the wrong button on his computer, and <laughs> we were no longer live. <laughs> and since we are not experts at um, splicing, and, splicing all and editing, we decided to start over. Start it all over. And then... The second time we went live, Jerry is battling a sinus infection, some allergy crap. Um, and a coughing fit. As soon as we hit go, big time coughing fit. So, third time's a charm. Here we go. By the way, I do have a handful of cough drops here. I'm sure that you guys will hear me coughing again, so I do apologize ahead of time, ahead of time for that. I'm sure it will not be the last time this evening that that happens. Anyway, how was your week? Week was good. Got, uh, as far as work goes, busy busy work week. We got uh, two more under contract. We got one closed for an awesome family up in Frankfurt. Uh, it's going to be their home. Probably not their forever home, but that's okay. That's repeat business. So Absolutely. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Those are always good weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Great week. Um, I uh, made the decision to sell one of my motorcycles, and I think it's going to go away this week as well so that's cool too um, possibly this evening no i think it, i don't think they i think that guy's not going to okay. be there um and that's okay uh but it's a good bike and it'll sell and the whole point of me selling it is so i can buy a different bike i'm not reducing my number of motors and you've had this one how long a couple three years a couple three years it was I went with you when you went to pick it up. I remember. Yeah. COVID had just started. I remember eating yeah. at a restaurant over in Georgetown and you going crazy on the mask and wild. Oh, no, no, no. That was my BMW. I already got rid of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, if that doesn't tell you that I've owned a few uh, yeah, two-wheel exactly. devices. That will make three bikes. Once you buy the next one, it'll make three bikes during COVID. Yeah, well, you know, you run them hard, you run them long, you just do. God. So, hey, welcome Double Infinity and Moki Monster. We're glad to have you guys here tonight. That's Absolutely. awesome. Glad to have both of them. Um, and they weren't here through our mess up, so they, they think we're still perfect. I love it. <laughs> they didn't even have to go through the reboot and all that. Yeah, so I, one thing we didn't cover in the first two, which makes this one even better, is our growth. Um, and you know, what we consider growth to all the big podcasters, they probably think we're funny. Stagnant. Yeah. Um, but, oh, thank you, Moki. I'm glad it sounds much better today. Woo um, the one thing that, uh, we, uh, we just, it's exciting to see how it grows and, it oh, it's Mochi monster. Oh, Gee. Cheese. Stand corrected. Stand corrected. You know, we are from Kentucky and <laughs> we barely passed English. So we're okay. Very true. <laughs> but 
uh, we're up to over uh, right at 260 downloads, um, yep. over seven episodes. We're in four different countries, which you were going to bring up something you were going to tell me I about. I think I have figured out our worldwide audience. Oh. Uh, it's actually all due to one very nice guy in Tennessee, your father-in-law. He's a pilot. Oh, he doesn't fly international. And what he's doing. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I knew that would be your rebuttal. I knew you were going to say American Airlines doesn't fly international, but I, I've got all this figured out. Okay. And Mr. Mike is such a great guy. He really, truly is. Um, and he's trying to make us feel good. So everywhere he goes, he is downloading from that city, which is why we've got people from California and Canada and India. And yes, you think that they don't fly to some of these countries. Mr. Mike, in his effort to make us feel good, has kidnapped planes and flown to India, Canada, and a few oh, other countries. Now, okay. I, I'm not for sure exactly how he gets away with it because I've looked for the newscast. He's not been arrested. He's yeah. not made the news. But I'm pretty convinced that that's exactly how we're getting downloads from all over the world, literally. Mr. Mike, thank you. We appreciate it. Well, I'm sure that he will uh, smile that way that he smiles and kind of shake his head at you, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, Jerry said it. India, Canada, Great Britain, we've got uh, six, at least one person in Great Britain that's downloaded quite a bit. Or we've got six people who've downloaded once. Six uh, also, we have invaded the West Coast finally. California, Nevada, all up in north, uh, the Northeast. Uh, of course, Kentucky is still rocking. We have the most downloads in Kentucky, but uh, it's exciting. If we keep this up at 300, we're probably going to have to break out another bottle of wine. <laughs> I've got no problem with that. <laughs> so tonight, I have, as speaking of drinking, uh, Jerry is out of commission again. He's drinking Coke Zero. That's what I always drink. I'm drinking a new product by Bud Light. It's called Next. Um, it is about the lightest beer I've ever drank. Um, and it should be. Zero calories? Zero. No, it has 80 calories. Oh, zero carbs. Zero carbs. Zero carbs. Um, so it's less carbs than Mick Ultra, my normal beer. And it's pretty decent. I like it. So now it's a zero beer. Zero carb, zero flavor. <laughs> it has plenty of flavor. If you say so. Well, I like it, so... So anyway, um, last week we talked about having a special guest this week, but it turns out our special guest has decided that going to a wedding of his eldest son is more important than hanging out with us. Yeah, no, uh, how dare he? I, I just can't imagine why somebody would do that. Uh, exactly right, Mochi Monster. Lame. Um Actually, I'm actually going to the wedding too. It's it's this coming Saturday. Good friends of the of the family. Uh, congratulations to Jack, Jake, and uh, Ashley on your wedding. Um, hope you hope it is all that you want it to be. Absolutely. Um, so, so we had to scramble to find some new topics because that was going to be a one topic deal. Uh, Jerry this week is going to cover gun control because you know. His master, his uh, his king, his king, 
his king. Uh, president does. Biden has demanded that he cover this topic because he is the president. And what was my rebuttal to that? Uh, I, You're it, mistaken. You forgot last week's joke. I, king I, I, Trump, I, don't, I don't hear well. King Trump <laughs> is now out of office. There is no longer a king. Oh. You don't need to bow any longer. Hmm. So he's going to talk about gun control. I'm going to make. I'm going to do part one of a two part series. Uh, today's part is going to be a little tongue in cheek. Uh, the next part of the series, which will probably be in a few weeks, to be honest, is uh, going to be a little more hard into it. But I'm going to talk about the dumb ways the government spends your money. So, and we're just going to come down a list, and you'll be pretty surprised at how all that is working uh, and the dumb things that we actually. Uh, um, spend money on spend money on uh, yeah, maybe you know those when was it that the thousand dollar hammers and those things became famous that was many years ago right oh that's when they were building uh, area 51 because that's it? how they built it so, that was a long time ago. <laughs> so, so at this point i don't even know how surprised most americans would be well, We've known for a long time that we spend, we waste a ton of money. You shouldn't be surprised, Jerry. And that's not the angle I'm even coming from. We shouldn't be surprised. We should be angry. We should be fit. We should be pissed off. Well, what we should be doing is voting out the people who continually do this and oh, voting geez. in some new people. You are but as long right. as we continue to reelect the same people and send them back, guess what? They're probably going to continue to do the same things. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, and that is terrible. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. You get a little ahead of yourself. How was your week? Oh, I am getting ahead of myself. My week was good. That's good. Week was good. I got my, uh, you know, anytime that you can, can, in my business, anytime you get a closing in a week, that's a good week. Very good week. (laughs) 52 closings a year, you'd be one happy real estate agent if you could do that every week. If I could do 52 closings in one year, it'd probably be the last year I'd be in real estate. There you go. <laughs> a new goal, right? Right, right, exactly. I can do this once a week and I can retire. Right. So, to all of y'all, I need you all, everybody listening, to buy a house from me every week. Even if you don't need it. And you only need 50 of them to do I it. I don't need 50, so we're good. One. We had one this week, so 51 more and you're good. That works. Can ride off into the sunset. <laughs> But then, see, if, if that wouldn't be good for you. Why? Because then I would come up with more wonderful ideas like our podcast that I would drag you along with screaming and kicking. Well, but here's the deal. You would no longer have the built-in excuse every single time when I prove you wrong. And your excuse being, I didn't have time to do the research that you do. So I would kind of like that. Yeah, I, guys, come on, help him out. He needs 51 more. It's all he needs. Prove me wrong? Every week. Week in, week out. Yeah. <laughs> Every week. Wow. Okay. You apparently aren't listening to the same podcast that everybody else in the world is. I'm just saying. Hey, Steve, that's not what they say. <laughs> all right. You're not going to ask me about my week? Yes. Tell me about your week. I had an awesome week. Matter of fact, it was so good that my doctor even told me that I have really grown as a person. Really? Yeah, that's nice to hear. Well, actually, what she said was that I've gained excess weight, but I preferred the <laughs> first way that I stated that. <laughs> Makes me feel better. Yeah. Basically saying the same thing. But <laughs> I tell you what I did do this week. What's that? I finished Obi-Wan. 
Nice. If you like Star Wars, you got to watch Obi Wan. I Disney love Plus. Star Wars, not near as much as you, but the only reason I have Disney Plus is because of the Star Wars. Uh, Obi Wan was phenomenal. They done Vader so right. I loved it. Very nice. Um, in fact. You know, I've named most of my kids from Star Wars characters. There you have. My kid, Luke, he loves it. My daughter, uh, Chewbacca, <laughs> she didn't like it so much. But, Not uh, so much. If she would just shave occasionally, it'd be all right. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, I don't know. Did you heard that Han Solo, two or three weeks ago, was in town? No, I didn't. Not, not in town, but close by, Frankfurt. He was at some steakhouse there in Frankfurt. You hadn't heard? Well, he was. It, it, he didn't apparently like it very well, but he was there. Really? Why didn't he like it? It was chewy. <laughs> so he got his steak well done, like me. <laughs> Great way to say, to answer why he didn't like it. Yeah. He got his steak well done. <laughs> the right would do such a thing. Wow. Who would do such a thing? So this week, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's okay. I was just going to explain... Uh, I was going to bring up next week because okay. next week's a different format than we usually do. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's what did we decide to call it? Rapid fire. Rapid fire. And basically where normally we have two topics like today, we have two topics we discuss in depth a little bit. Uh, rapid fire. We're going to take quotes, topics, uh, news happenings that may not be quite big enough for a whole show. Um, and we're going to try to do our absolute best to uh, say a couple of lines about each one. And we're going to go one, two, one, two, right back and forth. And it should be a lot of fun if it works out. It could be an unmitigated disaster if it doesn't. But we're going to give it a shot. If it works out and you guys like it, uh, we'll be doing that the first Wednesday, the first podcast of the month, every month. And then the week after that, uh, Clay Davis has decided to finally get over his son being married and going through the emotions and finally bring it upon himself to come hang out with us for, for a show. So, and the topic of that one is going to be? Uh, surveillance. surveillance. Uh, all the different surveillance government that we're under. Surveillance. Government surveillance. And who's watching? Who's watching us? Who's watching the watchers watch us, basically? It's a little deep. There was a television series. Was it The Wire? No, it wasn't The Wire. That was the Baltimore Police Department. What was the name of that show about the guy that wrote the software for the United States government to, and it was like post 9-11. This was the government's response. They had these, this company come up with software that incorporated all of the security cameras in the United States and, and put it under one piece of software that controlled it all. You never saw any of that? No. Oh, jeez. I watched that entire thing and now I forgot the name of it. It'll come to me. But anyway, that's in two weeks. Oh, uh, Mochi wants to know if we're ever going to cover Roe v. The, the overturning of Roe versus Way. Um, and we discussed that. And we decided probably not. And we decided probably not. And the reasons are multiple fold. And, you know, you guys deserve an answer if you're asking about the question. Yeah. Um, it's our opinion. Right, wrong, or indifferent, regardless of where you come down on the issue, that we can neither educate or change anyone's mind about how they feel about Roe v. Wade. 
Furthermore, to go a little bit broader view, you can't begin to cover one of 50 aspects within an hour show. No. So to try to take on that entire topic in one hour is just un, it's, it's untenable. Secondly, yeah. like he said, we're not going to make, we're not going to change anyone's mind. It's, yeah. it's going to have zero effect. And quite frankly, we're here to have a good time. And we do talk, talk about some hard stuff occasionally, but there is no good to come out of that. Okay. I, I just, there just isn't. And uh, so. Actually, there was one that I suggested earlier this evening that I think, judging from your response, kind of got the same response from you. What's that? That was when I suggested that we, at some point, cover January 6th. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and here's why. You and, I, you and I very much are in agreement that that was a bad deal. Where we separate there is the severity kind of where that deal goes. And we think about it in different ways. And we could argue about it. I, I mean, if you want to do a show about it, let's do a show about it. Um, but... In, in the same aspect with a much, we're not going to change each other's mind about January 6th. No. Um, and so. But we might. I don't necessarily think that we would possibly change somebody's mind. I think what we would probably do, hopefully, is be able to enlighten people on several issues. There's a lot of people who hears two or three, four, five minutes on a newscast for a lot of topics, and that's all they get. Yeah. They don't research it. They don't look into yeah. it. Well, let's much. put it in the books. Let's do it. Uh, well, we'll see. Um, we'll need some more thought, but yeah, possibly. Uh, also, something we're thinking about doing during our right now time is, and you guys, our listeners can help out with this, because regardless if you're listening in New York or you're listening in Georgia or you're listening in California, you guys have a mom and pop near you somewhere. And uh, we'd like to we'd like to help you guys. We'd like to sample your products, order something from you. We'd like to try it out here online and, and give you give people our honest opinion. Um, well, sorry, I'm going brain dead for a minute. Brain yeah. freeze, I guess. Well, we that you, about, be your age. you mentioned about some. Of the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you mentioned about some of the different places people might be from. Uh, we covered, I think it was the first taping, not this one, correct me if I'm wrong, that I believe I've probably figured out where our listeners are coming from, all these different countries. Was that the first one? No, that was this one. Okay. Don't need to redo it then. <laughs> West Florida was the first one. That's what happens when you, oh wait, was it the first one? Pretty sure. But I would swear. <laughs> Not do it at all and do it twice. I think I think it was this one. Okay, I that's think. fine. Well, I'll listen to it later, and uh, if I didn't cover it, I'll be happy to cover it next time. Okay, sounds good because we do have we have we have people listening all over the nation. So yes, we do. all over the world at this point, or at least awesome. someone flying around going to different places. <laughs> Something's going on, right? They're downloading from Mike? different countries. <laughs> Yes, they are. All right. So you're ready to get into some topics? I am I think ready. We have literally spent 20 minutes bantering already. There we have. And you are going to go first this time to make sure we don't, or to make sure I don't repeat last week, which I took so long, I left you with like eight or 10 minutes. Oh, that was fine. Because last week, um, 
we got through what we needed to get through. And, you know, my topic and, and your topic was something that needed to be said all the way around. Several of our topics were the same, which was really funny because we didn't, you know, you didn't tell me yours and I didn't nope. tell you mine. And no, we ended no. up having some of the same best and worst on the same list. Yep. Um, so it worked out well and it was good. Um so what I want to talk about tonight, and, and I mentioned it earlier, is just some of the dumb ways our government spends your money and why you should be angry about it. Now, we don't usually toot politicians' horn, uh, horns here. Very true. Uh, most politicians, Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian, most of you guys are like car salesmen to us. We, we really don't... We, you can keep shoveling, but we ain't buying. So that, I think right. I put I put two things together there, didn't I? Yeah, but we we get the point. Yeah, you're not good. only get the point, we we get and agree with the point. Um, and, and here's what I mean by that. Now I will say that our senator, not Rand Paul, not Mitch McConnell, Rand Paul is probably just like his dad when it comes to this topic. He screams to the top of his lungs all the time. In fact, Rand Paul this year is the only senator who has put forth a balanced budget. <laughs> and as far as I know, he's the only one who's put a budget out, period, uh, for, for our government. Um, okay, so let's get into the topic. And by the way, let me say this. Sure. There are several things that I disagree with Rand Paul on in the last two or three years. I have always been a fan of his for this. He is a physical conservative. He has always called out the issues that you're talking about. I remember several years ago when he was talking, I believe it was during an election cycle, and he mentioned, he said, a lot of people says that we are so divided in Washington that we can't get anything done. He said, and I disagree. He said, every single day we are here, we agree to spend money that we don't have. Right, right. Um, what led me to decide to do this topic was Joe Biden was in uh, on foreign soil uh, this last week and pledged to spend $200 billion that, as Jerry just said, we don't have to help other countries with infrastructure projects. Now, the reason he was doing it is sound. I understand he's trying to curb Chinese influence. Um, and that was what this particular bill was all about. However... What they don't tell you is that $200 billion that we're going to spend, we get to borrow that from China. <laughs> and then, after we've given away that $200 billion that we borrowed from China, we get to, you, me, and the American taxpayers, we're the ones that have to pay the interest on that $200 billion. So let's figure out a little bit and have some fun today uh, because it's, it's sickening if we don't. Some of the weirdest things and dumbest things our government spending your money. Uh, Jerry? Yes. If you needed to go to a medical clinic. Okay. Do you want to go to a medical clinic that has doctors and nurses and people there that can help you? Sure. Would make good sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Did you know that our government has 118 medical clinics Scattered throughout the United States. Do you know that? I did not. Well, let's kiss. You know why you didn't know that? 
Why is that? Because there are no doctors there, no nurses, and the building is completely shut off except for the power and the water. And we spend $35 million every year to keep those open. What is the purpose of these? <laughs> the purpose was established by uh, to they were fake clinics designed to entice bad people, drug people, to come use them and then get nabbed. <laughs> gotcha. A hundred of them was a hundred and eighteen. Thirty-five million dollars every year for that. What did it cost to build them? Oh, who knows? And it doesn't necessarily mean you built them. They could be a leased building that they're just paying the lease on. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> There's not anyone that works there. It's just an empty building. Uh, I know that Mochi Monster would love this one. The federal government every year spends $3 million. <laughs> would you like to know on what? Absolutely. <laughs> On understanding what World of Warcraft does to your children. Okay. So, they, you play World of Warcraft. They've got, they're paying $3 million to two universities to study the online actions of World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft to see how players interact with each other. Yeah, that's some really necessary needed information, isn't it? It sure is. You know, he's talking about the ghost clinics, and that was $35 million. That's pretty bad, right? It's horrible. Did you know the U.S. <laughs> Department of Veterans Affairs have maintained 100 buildings for years? They're vacant. There's nothing in them, not a desk in them. And have been empty for years. For years. You know what the cost of that is? No. <laughs> 100 and $75 million every year. So what's their stated reason for wanting to do this? Oh, they don't have one in case they ever need it. Gotcha. <laughs> Not like that. The, uh, in today's world where everything's technological, everything's online, brochures and everything, Right. the military still prints um, documents not to recruit to their own recruits who have already signed up. Documents to make them feel good about being there. $930 million every year. It's almost a billion. Almost a billion dollars. Per year. I'm going to go on this list one more thing. <laughs> to, no, I can't do that one. <laughs> We spend $500,000 every year um, to understand and teach Vietnamese male prostitutes how to be safe. 500000 a year. Is that a problem? I mean, those are high on my priority list. Yours. <laughs> well, you know, I absolutely do. Vietnamese male prostitutes? You would think. You would absolutely think. And... Um, this is going to be the best one. What's that? I, I've got several lists. This is the last one on this list I'm going to give you. But this is this is a brilliant, brilliant use of money. We spent $2.6 million last year teaching par Parliament in UK how to better budget and spend the people's money. <laughs> <laughs> 
just wonder what was the impetus? What started that? What who made someone knows? think this is a good idea? And who think who makes someone think that um, we're the people to learn that from? You know, if yep. <laughs> that's just dumb. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. So kudos to Rand Paul as he continues to fight this fight um, because, man, if, he were, if it wasn't for him, we would have no idea some of this stuff. And if you want to know, he actually prints out every year a, a budgetary waste list. Um, it's yep. called the Pig Book. And we're going to cover some of the Pig Book today because I happen to have it right here in front of me. For which year? Uh, for this year, 2021. So from last year, we just, the current national debt of last year, would you like to take a, a, a gander at what that might be? I do not know. Huge the, numbers. Yeah. The current national debt as of tw the beginning of 2022 fiscal year, so I guess their fiscal year runs through September. So September, September 2021. Okay. $28.2 trillion. $28.2 trillion. And that's supposed to escalate to over $35 trillion by the year 2031. Uh, less than 10 years from now. <laughs> that's insane. Unbelievable. Um, and in episode, you know, part two, we're going to get into what those numbers actually mean because I don't know about you, but I don't know what all that, what all that really, really trans, uh, uh, what it all goes into. I, I can't even begin to comprehend how much money that is. Well, I Googled it while you were talking about it. Okay. And according to his, the pig book is the, like the nickname. Yeah. The real name is the annual wasteful spending report. Yep. According to that, for the end of 2022, he gave us an idea of, how much money that is. If you took that money and went to the bank and said, I, I need this money in $1 bills. Oh, and you took those $1 bills and you laid them end to end. They're touching. It would wrap around the earth. 1,506 times. <laughs> That's insane. 1,506 times you could wrap the earth with $1 bills. That's the amount of money we're talking about. That is insane. I can't even begin to understand. That That's just, that's crazy. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So, oh, so we have a lot of, uh, uh, one of the biggest what they, they usually call this when you add programs to a bill that gets passed, that everybody wants passed, and you add spending pork. bills to it. It's called pork. Right. Well, we have one of the absolute biggest pork people in the state of Kentucky. Hal Rogers. Hal Rogers. The king of pork. Is, oh, my had that gosh. thing for many years. Hal Rogers. I don't know why eastern Kentucky is as poor and is as... as languishing as it is. They have the best roads in the state. They do. They have the most money per capita in the state. 
And, you know, that was a when very... When you say the most money per capita, you're talking about federal person. tax dollars federal? being spent back Correct. per capita. Yes, yes they do. Um, and now, granted, that area supremely hit with the with, with coal. I mean, the fact that the coal markets have crashed and everybody's going away from coal, they needed the help. But to the extent which Hal Rogers, who, by the way, is on the Finance, Ways, and Means Committee, I think he's the chair of it. And has been for many, many, and many, has many, been many, for many, many years. By the way, before we go any further, sure, just sure. for full disclosure, uh, I had a great aunt who taught him in Sunday school at the Elk Spring Valley Baptist Church in Monticello, Kentucky. Wow. Sure did. That's awesome. When I was a senior in high school, um, the Rural Electric Cooperatives, the RECCs, had a... Um, contest and the winner i think there was 30 35 of them in the state of kentucky and the winners of them got to go to a trip for a week in washington dc i won the lake cumberland uh trip and got to go meet him was the first and only time that i ever got to meet hal rogers wow they mentioned it to him and he remembered uh the sunday school and he was only five six seven years old when he was there he did remember the church he remembered my aunt being a sunday school teacher wow now my question, when you met him, did he have, like, dollars falling out of his pocket? Did, I always imagined if I ever met Hal Rogers, he'd be kind of like the Monopoly guy. See, here, here, <laughs> there's two reasons why Hal Rogers um, will never be voted out of office. And, by the way, gerrymandering. You know what I'm talking about. Sure, when they sure. constantly, and it's a Republican-Democrat thing, they do it everywhere. But they try to draw maps so that whoever is in power at the state legislative level tries to redraw maps so that their party wins the most number of seats possible. They, when Democrats were controlling Frankfurt, they redrew his district so many times and finally said, screw it and quit trying because they figured out that how Rogers was unbeatable. Yeah. There's a couple of reasons. Number one is what you just mentioned. The money. He gets money sent back. Second, and for that area, probably most important reason he will never be beat is he never, ever, Spends a weekend in Washington. He comes back to Somerset, Kentucky, where he lives. He has an office. And if you want to go see him, you go and stand in line and you can go meet and talk to Mr. Hal Rogers on any weekend. Now, there will two or three times a year, there'll be something big with they'll hold the, the, the Congress over for a weekend and he will stay. Other than that, he never ever. He doesn't stay. He doesn't schmooze. He comes home. Would you like to know how he can make that happen? What do you mean? Make the be able to go back and forth so easily because the government's paying for his travel. Is that what you're saying? Or Two thousand dollars per month to get a direct flight from Somerset to he Washington. Care. He doesn't care because you know. Again, guys, I'm not saying this is great to do because <laughs> it, he's doing what's right for his constituents, not what's right for the country. He's doing sure. what's right. He's doing what's necessary to get him reelected. Right, and absolutely. he is really, really good at that. Yeah, and also that's why he became the king of pork. He became chairman of this really powerful committee and all these people bring all these bills to him and he's like okay well you know i, I can make that happen but i've got this road back here in harlem that that, that needs 14 million dollars yeah. i'm going to tack that on if that's okay and if it's not okay then your bill's going to die yeah it might see the light of day in 14 years <laughs> that's the way he gets all the money spent it is it is um he's very good at it oh my gosh is he good at it he's crazy at it is what he is yeah you see it um uh, you know uh, 
But sorry to get off on that long tangent. I had no idea you were even going to mention Al Rogers. <laughs> no clue. No, it's fine. Um, because he is the king of pork. We can't talk is. about government waste without bringing up Hal Rogers. And it's funny right. that the the one who's the king of it and the one who's against the most of it both come from the same state. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty pretty impressive. Um, so here's another way we waste money. You know, recently we, much to my chagrin and how we did it, I felt like it was the right time to leave Afghanistan. I didn't like how we left Afghanistan. You and I have talked like about did. that. Um, but you know that but we did need to leave. We did. Um, we did not then. Uh, we paid $85 million to build a hotel in Kabul. That was never even started. <laughs> yeah. We spent another $105 million to build a gas station that never pumped one gallon of gas. <laughs> um, talking about pork and getting money brought back to your country, Nancy Pelosi is also very good at that. In fact, in San Diego, she got $1.4 billion to add. And this is going to be sound crazy. 10 miles of trolley in San Diego. I remember reading about that. That normally for a year, for the entire year, will serve 24,000 people. A billion dollars. It's crazy. This is me, this is me Jerry. If, and this would be completely by accident as opposed to you. If anyone doesn't know, Jerry is definitely the tech expert between us two. <laughs> Our government spends $55 billion a year updating and maintaining old, outdated, outdated computer equipment. <laughs> when if they just spent half of that and upgraded, they could save money every year. Yep. And... Next, when we do part two, we're going to get into the details of how our budget is done and why it makes more sense for these agencies to waste money than it does to save money um, and how that all works out. Um, you know, last year we spent $1.6 billion on vehicles that have never been driven. <laughs> Trucks, cars, just sitting in parking lots, never been driven. Just in case we might. Someday, some reason, possibly need them, I suppose. I suppose. And <laughs> the last one I'm going to do, because I don't want to take up all your time. So last year, as if studying World of Warcraft for $3 million wasn't enough just right. to see how we interact with each other. They're trying to learn from our closest known relatives, the primates, the monkeys. They've spent a million and a half dollars researching their social structures. <laughs> Couldn't they have called a zoo? <laughs> One would think. And just said, hey, how'd that monkey family work? Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Uh, these people send it to schools that don't even have access to monkeys. That's why it becomes waste. We also spent 500000 I know I said the last one. This is the last one. $500,000 last year to understand the mating habits of Canadian nightcrawlers. That's important information right there. I mean, you know, I, was, I, I have woke up before at 3 a.m. just desperate to know the mating habits of nightcrawlers. Absolutely. So uh, I think that this, and not just 
the dumb ways that government waste happens, but I think there should be a report every single time one of these stupid projects get voted on, and it should be flashed all over our nation. Now, keep in mind, the vast majority of these are just like how Rogers pork bills. They are a small addendum to a huge bill. Sure. So if you were to go ask, a minute ago I started to say what we really should do is go get a list of all the people who voted for these. And that's not fair because there's so many people like Hal Rogers that have figured out how the system works. Right. And they will take some big important bill that 99% of the people would agree with, and then they'll tack on a bunch of crap. Oh, I get it. The only thing I've got to say about that is you can't criticize the people who voted for it because they weren't voting for this little piece of crap bill. We need to give the president line item veto. I 100% agree. Also, for my TI4 players out there, we can do the same thing with addendums. You know, and I just got to throw it out. I'm a big nerd and I like big games. So we. That's a big game. Here's the thing. Um, in, in addition to what you just said, they'll put these big bills out two hours before you have to vote on it. So there's no way you can possibly read it. And that is one of the things I'm going to cover in part two that should really piss people off. There's one thing I would like to add. Sure. Um, I've told you the story before. You didn't mention, you didn't ask me about it. Do you remember the girl that I dated, Patty, whose mother was a secretary, an extremely yes. high-paid that, secretary? That, that's what we That's going to be on part two. Okay. Then I yeah. won't spoil your thunder. Yeah. We'll go into that next week. That, that goes into why it makes sense for these 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 branches and these agencies how to how, how all this happens yeah. and why it should, needs to be changed from the inside out. Yeah, it does. It, it absolutely does. There, in many cases, many of these people aren't trying to waste money. They're not trying to, they're not sitting there saying, how can I blow X number of million or billion dollars? They probably have good interest at heart, but what ends up happening is really stupid stuff that, that just waste an incredible amount of money. Yeah. So I think this definitely, this needs to be talked about more, and I give it a thumbs up. I agree. Um, at the same time, I, I don't know how to fix this problem, and I don't really think it can be fixed unless we give the president line out of veto. The president has to be able to look at a piece. As, as it happens right now, Congress, when when both parts of both houses of Congress pass a law and sign it, it goes to the president's desk. He has two choices. He can either uh, sign it into law or he can veto it, in which case it goes back to Congress and they have to have, what is it, three-fourths majority to override his veto? Yeah. Is it 60? 66. Two-thirds? Yeah. That's, okay, maybe 66. Okay. Two-thirds majority, veto-proof. What he can't do is say, okay, I like 90% of this bill, but you've got a couple of stupid things here. That's line item veto. He needs to be able to go through and take out. The problem is many, many presidents have wanted this and asked for this. They always seem to ask for it at a time when the other party is in control, or at least they don't have the two-thirds of the Senate that's necessary to stop the filibuster, and they can never get it passed. Right. We also need term limits. Just throwing that out there. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Those those two things would solve a lot of the problems in this country. Yeah. Term limits. Expand upon it. Term limits for who? Everybody. Yeah. 
term limits for Congress specifically. Congress and the Senate both. Absolutely. Yeah. Very thumbs up for me. I definitely think I this agree. needs to be talked about a whole lot more. I totally agree. It's not going to get fixed unless it gets more airtime. And unless the people, us, we the people, get pissed off. And do something about it. Yep. yep. I said it so many times. As long as we continue to go elect the same idiots that do these crazy things. It, when we were in retail, yeah, if you had an employee who, who had a piss poor day, you had a couple of choices. You either dress it with him and hopefully correct the problem. If not, start, you know, eventually you're going to start the process of uh, getting him out the door and getting someone else in. But if you don't do anything, that's the same thing as going up to this guy and patting him on the back and saying, thank you. Please come back tomorrow and do the same thing you did. If you today. don't correct it, you could own it. Absolutely. That's how it Absolutely. goes. Same thing applies to Washington. And that's all we do is yep. condone it by continuing to vote the same people in all well, back in office. We're the, Ameri- the, the way we think about it, well, it's everybody else but our guy. And that, that's, that's we have to stop thinking that way. That, and we buy into both sides have got their list of um, the nuclear topics for the right, for the GOP. It's, it's pretty simple. It's spending, being physically conservative. <laughs> it's morals. It's the abortion, the gay rights, and all that. And they believe that those are the issues that their party wants them to be active on, and that if they do those, that their party will pretty much forgive everything else and will continue to vote them into office. You know what? The sad part is they're right. For the most part, we continue to do exactly that. And I say that, yes, I say that for the GOP. The left is the exact same deal. They <laughs> Catastrophe is the big one. OGT, yeah. all this stuff. Yes, they both have their list of nuclear topics, and they believe as, that as long as they vote the way their people want, they'll get reelected. Do you think that? Let me ask you this. Now we're getting a little off topic, and we don't. We, I don't want to take your time. That's fine. But do you think that people are more divided? I got to try to phrase this right. The American people have always been divided, left, right, yeah. regardless of what those people are called, the Whigs, the Republicans, sure. whatever. But do you think that we have lost the ability to have a conversation with two adults? A little bit. Because of the division that Washington is trying to sow? Well, or is it... The people are pushing that into Washington. You see what I'm Arguments to be made for both. Okay. And first of all, there it's easy to sit here and say that we've gotten way, way worse. And in certain ways, we. I mean, they used to do well, and maybe, but they used to do have. They used to have duels because they disagreed so bad. They didn't (laughs) used to have duels. They used to have a crap load of duels. Right. Crap load. Now, we have a lot of shootings in this country. When is the last time that we had politicians that get so pissed at each other, they pull out guns and shoot each other? Well, they used to. I know. They used to get so pissed off at each other, they would challenge each other to a duel and go stand how many, 20, 30 feet, whatever it was. Oh, we're in that part because they pushed pistols right. and shoot at each other. Now, Five paces in turn. Yeah. Now, <laughs> again, 
at that day and time, the pistols were so inaccurate that it was rare someone got hit, much less killed. But many people, they did it so often, there was a lot of people that really got killed over this. So it's easy to sit here and say and look around and say, well, this is way worse than it was 20, 30 years ago. And I think it is. I think 20, 30, 40 years ago, it was much better. Um, I think we used to be able to have more civil discourses 20, 30 years ago. But again, if you want to go far enough back in history, there's times when they were they would talk for a few minutes and then it's like, screw it, just pull some pistols and let's yeah. start shooting. So there's arguments to be made about uh, that. Would never happen with our audience. Though. Oh, absolutely not. Our audience would sit down and have a civil conversation with whomever, whenever, about absolutely. whatever. And guys, if there's one reason I had to pick of why I do this, it's the hope that that can happen. Yeah. Um, I think we'll mention before, there's several things. Overall, Steve and I probably, if you were to put all of our political beliefs onto a scale, wouldn't be that far apart. Even so, there's still several things that we differ pretty dramatically. Yeah. Uh, the, the next topic's one of them. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Mr. Uh, everyone Deserves a Tank. Now, I didn't say deserves. Sure. I said if you if you can afford it and you pass a background check, park that bad boy. The Constitution guarantees park, park right that bad that. boy right in the driveway. <laughs> I guarantee nobody's going to break in your house. Oh, <laughs> me. The point is, we've never dreamed of getting into a fist fight, much less pulling knives or guns. Oh. Uh, no. And that is my hope, is that we can... Have conversations, and we don't have to agree. We can agree to disagree at the end of the day, and that's absolutely fine. And I'm on a shameless plug here. Sure. If you disagree with what we say, or you have something to add, if you're mm-hmm. live with us, throw it on the throw it. We'll be love. We'll love. We'll bring it online. If you're not online and you're hearing it recorded, you know mm-hmm. you're downloading next week. Emails. Email us. We'd love to hear it. We'll bring it up. Also, your ghost stories. You know a funny thing we're wasting money on as a government. Any of our old topics, we want to hear your version. So, newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. All one word. So, shameless plug over. Let's talk about gun control, Mr. Liberal. I mean, not uh, just gun control, but (laughs) what I'm going to be talking about is the act that was signed by Biden called the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Um, Friday, Saturday, I think. That's when Biden signed it. And again, the name is Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, and it's not just in the name. It truly was. The bill was authored by John Cornyn of Texas, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, both stout Republican, long-term conservative Republicans were the two Republicans. The two Democrats were Senators Chris Murphy of Connecticut and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona. Now, Chris Murphy is, you know, again, I said the first two guys were pretty conservative. Chris Murphy is pretty liberal. Kirsten Cinema is a very moderate Democrat. Her and Joe Manchin have been the two that have stood up to a ton of Joe Biden's crazy ideas and wishes and desires and have ended a ton of those. So it truly was a bipartisan act. Um, and on 625, Biden signed it into law. Um, it was also bipartisan, not just from the fact that the authors, there were two Republicans and two Democrats, but in the United States Senate, there were 15 Republican senators that voted for it, as well as most of the Democrats. And in the House, there were 14 Republican House members that joined the Democrats in voting excuse me, for it as well. This thing was really important 
one of the biggest reasons is because it was the first major federal sun gate sun sun. Let me start all over. It was the first major federal gun safety legislation passed in decades. Um, the last serious one was in 1994. Congress enacted a ban on high-capacity magazines. I should have done research. I have no idea why, but it was done as a 10-year bill. In 2004, it expired and has never been uh, reenacted. So that that's nothing th to this degree has been done since 1994. And this one do, doesn't do a ton. Um one more thing, from a historical sense, the two things that seemed to be the impetus for this happening was the shooting at the grocery store in New York, yep. followed closely thereafter by the, the shooting in Uvalde, Texas at the elementary school that just, you know, I don't care who you are, I don't care what your stance on gun control or anything else is, I think most people stopped and said, you know, th this is just ridiculous, we've got to do something. And at that point, shortly after, um, we knew something was going to happen because in an, in an interview, Mitch McConnell said, uh, I am open, I am willing and open to see what we can agree to and pass. Huge difference from what he and almost every Republican are normally saying. And uh, sure enough, it did happen. So what changed? What does the act actually do? Not a lot. Um as far as most people's wish list, it does do a lot. I shouldn't say not a lot. It does do a lot, but not a lot of the big wish list. What it does do is it included billions of dollars in funding for state mental health services and school security. Who can disagree with that? You know, you can disagree about the, the amount. Maybe as Steve was talking about earlier, this is, again, money we don't have. Uh, to you yeah, guys. here's the thing. It's money we may not have. But this is money that I believe our government is there to spend. You just, you see what I'm saying? Money it's, well spent. Right. You know, there are certain things laid out in the Constitution that our government is supposed to take care of. There are certain things that we've come to expect our government to take care of. Yep. This is one of those things you go out and you get rid of the nightcrawler surveys and you find the money wherever you have to find it to make mental health a priority. I agree. No, sorry. Totally agree. Since you said that, I'm going to say something that uh, hadn't decided until now if I was going to cover. <laughs> okay. I mentioned this to you long ago. Oh, geez. You probably forgot it. Oh, geez. Obama, at the end of his uh, presidency, he passed um, some regulations, which was, and it was after the Sandy Hook Elementary School shootings. And it was going to require the Social Security Administration to send records of beneficiaries that had severe mental disability to the FBI National Criminal Background Check System, which meant those people were going to find it almost impossible. There were certain ways that they very possibly could be on that list and still qualify to buy a gun. But pretty much it was going to say if you are drawing money from the government for mental um, disabilities. You don't qualify to carry a gun. In the first two months Donald Trump was president, Congress passed and he signed into law a repeal of that. Could somebody please explain to me why? Okay, so you're not going to like my answer. Okay. 
But here's what I think. I think Donald Trump was wrong. And Congress. It wasn't just Donald. And Congress. Congress passed it and he signed I, it. I, I, I think that that was wrong. Believe it or not. How about that? Woo! However, um, if you're going to do that, then we can, we can roll it all over into things. And here's what you do if you start doing that and you open that door. All of a sudden now, what else does the government control? Uh, they control food stamps. So if you're going to make it hard for this person to be able to buy a gun because of whatever, because of a particular program, are because you of mental dis because they're right. drawing government assistance right. for mental disability? Right, which I understand, but and it's not necessarily on the same degree. But well, I don't think it's going to directly correlate at all. But please proceed. Oh, I will proceed. Uh, I very much believe that if you have food stamps, you shouldn't be able to buy Twinkies or soda pop. Oh, I totally on, agree. On totally food stamps, one hundred percent. Although you're going a totally different direction. No, I, if you're going to if you're going to allow the government to control based on what they give you as a person, are you familiar with WIC? Yeah. And by WIC, I mean not familiar WIC? with it. But no, do you, do you yeah. know what food qualifies Look, for WIC? When my first, when my kids were born. We depended on WIC in a lot of cases. And it's no Twinkies. No, you get you get the very basics, and it's very specific. Non-prepared food, and yeah. you get to buy beans and rice and meat yeah. and potatoes, and you get to and go formula on. And I think that's what food stamps should be. I don't think any of this pizza, um, steak, and... I spent many years in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, a suburb of Washington, D.C. There are no Kroger's there. Giant is the, the big food store. Right. Again, it's close to the ocean. It's close to the East Coast. Seafood is huge there. It's, you know, here, the Kroger's around here, the ones that has a seafood section, it's 100% frozen. There's nothing fresh. They had really nice seafood sections there. People on food stamps can go and get five pounds of crab legs and shrimp and have it cooked. That is absolutely ludicrous. So are the Twinkies, sodas and all that. I absolutely 100% agree with you. <laughs> One of our listeners who I know is in the grocery business right now. Okay. Um, she also says soft drinks for sure. Probably, I would say that's probably one of the biggest things people buy with food stamps. I agree. Another thing that you told me a few years ago that we noticed, or you had noticed, that at Kroger, they began putting little stickers, little peel-off stickers on a bunch of items and saying it was, I think, EBT eligible or yes. whatever. And it was prepared food. Prepared sandwiches. Yeah. At the deli. And so I'm sure what it was, they were thinking, a lot of people probably don't even know they could buy this with yeah. their food stamps. So they wanted to make sure everyone knows yeah. you can buy this with your food stamps, too. And that wasn't just that, that very specific. I will never forget that. I was in... I was in Kroger, and it was Boar's Head Sandwiches. Yeah. Boar's Head Meat's one of the premier meats. Yeah. One of the more expensive meat cups. Yeah. I mean, yep. I understand why Kroger does it. I'd hate to see. I would say that's 40%, 50% of their business. I, no. In some areas, I guarantee maybe, it In some areas, maybe some. But it would only. And, in the state of Kentucky, a couple of inner city Louisville stores maybe would be it. But listen, I'm I, not knocking people who use food stamps. I used to be one of those people, was raised on it. So I'm not belittling anyone who's trying to use. Yep. I'm just saying. Let's not waste money doing it. Let's not waste money doing it. Instead of buying Twinkies, let, let's give them some flour and sugar and let them go home and bake their cake. Monsters are also legal. 
to buy on <laughs> And those things are expensive as heck. Yeah. It's 100% junk. Yeah. Sorry, Mo- Mochi. <laughs> According to a lot of rumors, bull piss. Yeah. It was one of the great <laughs> Red Bull. Yeah. I don't know about monsters. Sorry, totally off your topic. So, billions of dollars of funding for state mental health. Uh, the second thing it did, probably one of the bigger ones, it enhanced background checks on gun buyers ages 18 to 21. So, if you're 18 to 21, it makes it a little bit harder for you to buy a gun. If I'm not mistaken, there's a waiting period. Um, you're still going to be able to get your gun. It's not going to prohibit any of it. It's going to slow down the process. Uh, so, and you're going to have to go through some more background checks. Why would you stop there? I agree totally. totally. I, I'll get to that in a little bit because right now I'm talking about what changed, what the sure, law does. Sure, I want I'm to, sorry. After that, I'll get to what didn't change, well, and true. I'm going to cover that there. Um, there was something called the boyfriend loophole. For many years, if you were convicted of domestic violence and you were a spouse or if you cohabitated with that person, you were prohibited from buying a firearm. But if you were a boyfriend-girlfriend who didn't cohabitate and weren't married, there was a loophole. You got to do whatever the crap you wanted, and there was no law that would specifically prohibit you from buying, purchasing, owning a firearm. This law that they passed closed that loophole and subjects them to the same... um, Why wouldn't it? Why would there be a loophole for boyfriends or girlfriends? So I think that one was certainly smart. The next one is really iffy. It provides $750 million for states to enact and maintain red flag laws. It does not require them. It does not mandate that they happen. It simply says if states wish to do it, it's given them money to enact and maintain the red flag laws. Red flag laws are laws that allow family members and our police departments to go in and temporarily take weapons from someone that they have proved to the court is a risk to themselves and others. Now, I'm very aware that that's, you walk in a tight line. You really are. But if we want to, in several of the cases of the mass shootings that we look at in the last 10 years, there were many warning signs. There were many cases when people had warned police departments. There were many cases when family members, mothers, had called police departments and said, guys, we got a problem. This is scary. What the can biggest, we do? The biggest one I remember was the guy who went into the black church down in South Carolina. Carolina. Yep. And his, his, his mom, I believe, yes, I believe it was his mother, you're right, had called the police and said, hey, something bad's about to happen. And, and that they pretty much ignored him. Because there wasn't laws on the books that allowed them to take her warning. That's what a red flag law would do. Um, Lastly, it includes funding for mental health services, school security, and crisis intervention programs. All those are good. I'm not saying that any of those are bad and shouldn't have been done. They are. Um, Let's talk about what didn't change. Red flag laws. They're not mandated. If, if your state does not want to have them, and you can pretty well bet that if you're a southern conservative state that typically votes for the GOP, there will be no red flag laws in your state. There just won't. That That's the way it will work. Um, all that this did was to set aside money, as we said, for states that want to enact them. Back to the point you asked about earlier, background checks. We, we increased the background checks for 18 to 21-year-olds, but as you said, why stop there? Statistics says, let me scroll down and find this. While you're scrolling down. Yes. As a CDL driver with a hazmat endorsement. Yep. 
which is what I used to be. I've let my hazmat go. I had a background check, a federal background check every six months. Just to drive the truck. Automatic. Just to drive the truck. But we, and when I say we, we're talking about the GOP in this country has steadfastly refused for every American to be subjected to the same thing. But only instead of, not every six months, once in a lifetime. If you go to buy a gun, universal background check would say only at that time. Now, again, if you buy a gun every six months, you'll have one done every six months. But if you have one gun in your life, we're talking about one background check. We still don't have them. 87% of America, according to the latest research, and that's from a Pew Research poll that they do every year, and this one was done in September of last year. 87% of Americans, all Americans, not Republicans, not Democrats, all Americans, support universal background checks. We still don't have them. Third thing, high-capacity magazines were not addressed. They're still allowed. In 1994, as I mentioned earlier, Congress passed a law that prohibited them. It was a 10-year, and it expired in 2004 and has not been reenacted. So, as a result, only in those states, and there are 10 states that have laws prohibiting high-capacity magazines. What is, I didn't mean to interrupt, but what is their definition of It depends on those 10 states. It's not the same in every state. So, right now, it's kind of like Roe versus Wade, right? So, it'd be kind of like saying, well, what are the standards for having an abortion? Well, which state are we talking about? Same deal here. Now, I can give you the norm. Okay. The norm is high-capacity magazines can hold as many as 100 rounds. Standard is 30. Okay, What most of the legislation, where they draw the line, is at 10. Well, that's because I have a pistol that holds 10. Right. That's the not, clip. Yeah, the clip itself with one in the chamber holds 10. So. 10 is the most common. Uh, some do 12, some do 15. I, any of those. I don't care where you draw the line. Just 100? 30. 30 stupid. Well, Who needs 30 bullets? When in your life have you ever encountered? First of all, I'm in my mid-50s. You're in your mid-40s. How were you when you got your first gun? I was around six. Uh, I bought my first one. I was 18. I was six years old. I had an uncle who had heart problems and passed away. His uh, Iran, his wife, he had a rifle and shotgun, and she'd give them to my brother and I. She'd give me the shotgun, and I was, like I said, five, six years old. I went and shot it one time, kicked the holy crap out of me. My brother was smart enough to offer to swap, and <laughs> I've still got the twenty-two rifle in my closet. That was the first gun I ever got. So I've had roughly 15 years' experience. You, uh, 30, 30. 80 years between us. In the combined 80 years, what? when have we ever needed more than 12, 15 bullets at a time? Well, it was that one really squirrely rabbit. I just couldn't. I'm just kidding. I've exactly. never, I've never, unless I'm practice target shooting. No, no, no. But that's not, I'm not. You still have plenty of time to reload? Sure. You can do everything you want it to do. Yeah. And do you know of most, anyone you've ever heard of? Here's the other thing, too. Most <coughs> rifles, most things made today. I My first, you know, I told you I got my first gun. It was an SKS. Right. It was a semi-automatic. Had uh, six a six round clip, one in a chamber, so seven bullets. If you fire, that was a Chinese made SKS five point five six, uh, no seven point six two. Sorry, but if you fired, rap boom 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 boom, all seven. By the time the seventh came out of the chamber, your barrel was already oh, red. Yes. <laughs> so. 
There's no way it could <laughs> hold and be able and now that was safely safely shoot safely more than that. seven You're rounds. Right. My point is, is it, it's just not needed. There, there's three or four reasons of why most gun owners will tell you that they want guns, that they want access. Um, safety is probably number one. Home, personal safety, uh, hunting, sport, hobby. Um, check, check, for check. any of those, I cannot imagine a situation where 12, 15 bullets isn't enough unless you're a drug dealer. And, and you've got a couple of gangs that are breaking into your house, you're not going to need more bullets than that. So why are we allowing this to go on and enabling the people who wants to go into a bar, a movie theater, wherever, a church, and start opening fire? All we're doing is allowing them to have more Monstocks shots, more we're, bullets. We're, we're eventually getting rid of, I think, we're in the up. The Monstocks. After that was, the uh, Las Vegas Yes, thing. Las Vegas guy up there. Yeah. So here, here's my here's my counter to that. Here's what I, here's what I would say to that. That's reading the Constitution as it is determined to mean today. Constitution was about the Second Amendment was about having a militia to defend the people against yes. the government. Yes, not not defending your home, not defending not your home, hunting. not hunting, defending not, your not not your, skeet your, shooting. Right, that's, and that's why I think that if you have the means and you pass the background check, then you should be able to park up an Abrams in your front yard. Along with the Apache helicopter. Well, it takes a certain skill to fly an Apache helicopter. Along with, as long as you are on one of the coast, a nuclear submarine, correct? <laughs> well, I, I don't know that any one person in, a, in the world right now could afford one. El Chapo? You know, his, his, his groups. groups. His groups. Oh, I see. Actually, you know, I'm sure you've heard, they are using, not nuclear powered, but they are using submarines to sure. move drugs to the United States. Sure, but here's the thing. I agree that we don't need 15, you know, 30 round clips. Right. Okay? I, I don't disagree with that. But when people are talking about home defense and with a 30 round clip, right? Right. Those aren't people that live here. Those are people that are defending themselves against the gangbangers in Chicago that are popping the AK-47s off all night. Well, the gangbanger... Those are criminals for a reason. So they're not going to follow this law anyway. Okay. You see what I'm saying? I do, but here's the point. If that's the case, then why manufacture hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of guns that we've already agreed there is no need for? other than the illegal group who your only argument is they won't follow your rules anyway. But what you're, if we leave it legal, we make it extremely easy for them to get those weapons. Well, I don't think it's easy in any circumstance, even if for illegal to get, to get a full automatic weapon. You have to go through like no, a you bazillion. Don't. No, you don't. Yes. No, you don't. Yes. No, you don't. Do you know what's illegal in the United States of America? Fully automatic weapons are illegal. You know what is illegal? Semi-automatic weapons. Uh-huh. You know what else is legal? Instructions that you can download for free online of how to convert it. <laughs> I get that, that is legal. My brother, then several years ago, and I don't think, as far as I know, and I'm actually afraid to ask, I don't think he ever actually did it, but he bought, several years ago, a semi-automatic rifle, and he had heard from someone. He's got a friend that's really into um, shooting. Sure. He's won several contests. He bought the plans and there was a couple of pieces he had to buy to turn his weapon into a fully automatic that's legal please explain to me how that's smart 
I didn't say it was smart. And his semi-automatic weapon, who is not designed to shoot fully automatic, is not going to not safely. No, the barrel's going to overheat and, and, blow up and, in his and face. it's going to blow up in his face. Once again, why are we making it easy for these things to happen? But why do we, and this is what it comes down to me, for me. Sure. Why do we have to dumb down all of our rights and all, and I'm not speaking. We're not dumbing anything down. You've already said there's no need for it in the first place. So what are we dumbing down if there's no need for it? All we're doing is saying, let's make the stuff that makes sense that there's a need for. So we're not dumbing anything down if we're not making stuff that we don't need. Well, back to the example in Chicago. No, no, that guy does not. If he's not selling drugs, he does not need 30-plus bullets in one clip just in case the crazy dudes decide to break into his house thinking he is the drug dealer. No, he does not. Okay. Give well, an example of when that happened. No, you're right. You're right. Let's just do like your 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 emperor Joe Biden would say to do. <laughs> Let's just take the shot, the double barrel shotgun, go out on the back porch, fire two rounds in the air. Which, by the way, in most cities this is illegal. Sure. Um, Not every city. I and if any criminal who's breaking into your house knows anything, oh. They just fired both of their shots into the air. I'm good to break in and do rape, pillage, and do whatever I want. Well, you're assuming that they have a double barrel, right? Side by side or over under. Yeah. Well, if they have a pump. Oh, well, if they have a pump. They they got four or five more shells for you. I'm just going based on what your king, Joe Biden, said. Oh, okay. So. I got you. Guys, uh, let me cover it. Oh, to sum it all up. Americans believe very, very strongly in gun rights. I saw an article that said four in 10 adults say they live in a household with a gun, 40%. 30% of all Americans say they personally have a firearm. Americans believe very strongly in gun rights. Americans are also very strong in their support of common sense gun control. The reason I love this law that was just passed is, again, we haven't had substantial gun control legislation since 1994. We have to do something. We have to do some of the common sense stuff that the majority of America is behind. As I said earlier, 87% of Americans want universal background checks. 77% want mental health restrictions and family-initiated red flag laws. Again, I said family-initiated. What's being discussed is family and our police departments, and it begins to get a little gray. I, I, I agree, I with, don't you agree with the police department. I, I, I'm not saying I disagree with you there, but some form of red flag. The guy in South Carolina, his mother was begging police to take action, and they couldn't because there was no law on the books. I, I believe if your family deems you a threat and is concerned about your personal safety or safety of others, to temporarily, temporarily, and that's the that's the key. It's got to be temporary. Absolutely, it's not permanent. Because as we'll get into in a couple of weeks. The government does enough of stealing our stuff. I agree. <laughs> and not giving it back. Totally I know you're, you're summarizing and getting ready to end here. Um, you and I will 100% agree on the red flag laws um, and the background checks. Uh, but the reason that I agree for these things, uh, other than the obvious, is that because I believe in the Second Amendment, and I believe you should be able to park a tank in your front yard, is because if we don't do something small, and we've talked about this, absolutely, the the people who are going to try to come, quote, and I'm using air quotes here, take our guns, <laughs> we'll want them all. We'll want them all. I agree, one hundred percent. And that's not going to happen. That would, in my opinion, be the beginnings of a new civil war. 
I really believe that. In fact, there is one reason, and one reason alone, in World War II, Japan did not land troops on America. Well, you're going based upon a line from a movie no, no. that was never... That line from the movie was deemed to be... No, it is not. ...accurate in Yamamoto. You're yeah, wrong. It was never... We'll look it up. There we'll is look it up. zero proof. We'll have the answer for you on the there next There is zero show. proof that Yamamoto ever... Not only did he not say that, he never said anything remotely similar. It's from a movie, mm -hmm. and it is one of the most widely quoted lines. <laughs> and the quote was, behind... Every blade of grass is an American with a gun. Is an American with a gun. Yes, uh, but I totally agree with you. We need to pass some of the common sense stuff. It doesn't truly infringe on Americans' rights, um, in my opinion, unless you've got mental health issues, unless you're now, a criminal. I don't disagree. Also, that if you own a gun shop and you want a Gatlin gun as a piece of, you know, property, and you've passed a bazillion checks, they can do that. You should be able to do that. I agree. I totally agree. And there's places that I've heard of. I don't know of any around here. There's places I've heard of specifically in Nevada mm -hmm. where you can go and pay 30 bucks and get to shoot some of these things under right. very close supervision. That would be cool as heck. Yeah. <coughs> Guys, that's my point is if we truly do believe in gun rights and want to make sure that the gun rights are still here for our children and grandchildren, I think as Steve said, it's probably of the utmost importance that we pass some common sense gun control laws and that will make sure that those our future generations will have it. Yes. And it gives me just a glimmer of hope that if Republicans and Democrats can get together on something of this nature, Amen. maybe they can get together or something of a little you know, a little more. And then a little more. Very true. And we can we can actually start moving our country forward again. Stop playing party politics and start doing what's right and needed and necessary for the country. Yep. 100% agree. So, guys, uh, I guess that will about do it for us tonight. Yeah, we're pushing our time limit. <laughs> we, we've decided that our one-hour show just is just going to be one hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> I think today, an hour and 20, right? Oh, okay. Or almost? 117. Okay, yeah. That's okay. Guys, uh, until next week, we'll see you then. Until then, just be the uh, person your dog thinks you are. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.